ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. Tom Brady, after the play fake, deep pass, man running open, Chris Hogan off to the races, touchdown New England, no flags on the play. Well, good afternoon, it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on TuneIn as well, nice to have you with us today, I'm Christian Arcan alongside the tireless Tom King, hello Tom, how are hello. you? Hello. Long night for you, big guy, huh? Yeah, because it was a close game. So yes, it the fans was. didn't get out of there early, so we didn't get out of there till late. I thought you were going to say it was a close game, so you had to stay and dutifully write your uh, recap, which a lot of people had to change. I, I had it all done by the A lot of people had a big blowout, I, I, Patriots I winning said, a blowout story all ready to go. I, I, and I then, sent it in before the end of the, I think it was a minute to go. Okay. Yeah, nah. We don't, so we you don't. didn't jump the gun too much. No, we don't. You just rearrange a few paragraphs. Gotcha. We don't waste too much time. Interesting game. Just change the lead. Just change it up a little bit. Very quick. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take long. Right. Interesting game. Probably could have been a blowout. Should have been a blowout. Probably could have been overtime. You know, a lot of different, a uh, lot of different scenarios in that football game, and that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Now. I just want to know. Like I told you before, I've, 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 I'm just, I'm reading every, looking through papers, emails, every. I want to know on the internet, looking all everywhere on the internet, remote spots. Mm-hmm. What pictures <laughs> of Bill Belichick does Cyrus Jones have that they keep putting him out there to return kicks? I have no idea. I mean, this has been an adventure from day one. He looks like Hanley Ramirez in left field. He does. That's what he looks like when he's trying to. Return I, I'm. I was. You know, I was out there. You know, they they cleared the field last night. I had the Nerf ball with me, and I went out there. I said, "Somebody just throw it up in the air. I'll try to catch it. I'm going to try out for this spot. I can do it. I can catch a football like that. I may not be able to run very fast. At once I catch it." It's not so much that you and, could do better. And and I could fall I could flop. <clears throat> right. But this guy is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. and they keep the unbelievable thing is they, they finally stopped doing it, but they yeah. keep trotting him out there. They finally said we can't this has they, to stop. Yes, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care how he looks at practice, he can't do it. He gets too nervous during a game. I know. Very strange. If Amendola wasn't hurt, you wouldn't have seen him. I'm sorry, Amendola? How about anybody? Yeah. How about anybody? Well, they like Amendola in that room. No, no, no. I know they do. Yeah. Anybody other than Jones. (laughs) I know. I know. What the hell? I said I could do it. You know? Offensive line, LeGarrette, give me me a hundred. John Lewis, James White. Give me a hundred grand. I'll do it. Give me the minimum. Give me me the rookie minimum. I would have rather seen Tom Brady out there returning (laughs) punch than this guy. Punts or kickoffs. Or kick. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what. You're right. Doesn't matter. He made us all rewrite our stories last night. Unbelievable. Oh, and then God. Slater, too, right after that. Well, Slater, were... Slater doesn't return kicks. No. He's not good at it. He's fumbled twice this year doing it. Right. That's that's one thing he's and just And somehow those are the not... two best guys we have on this team. No, do... the best guy probably, like I said, is Amendola or Edelman. No, no, no. Who's, uh, who was available, available last night. White. I'd, I'd use White. That's I'd use I was... McCourty. I'd use... They tried Chung out there as like his little bodyguard. They had, you know... Oh, they had Chuck out there babysitting him on one, on one of them. I mm-hmm. know. I know exactly. On two and more two than of them, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. And that one that hit his foot, I've never seen anything like that before. That was unbelievable. I've never seen that before. <laughs> First of all, it hits his foot, and he chases it down. The guy falls down on top of it, and then he drops it. The, the ball was live for That's a second. Great. And Jones was standing right there, and he was feeling so down about himself for kicking the ball in the first place. That he didn't go for the ball when it was free. He could have dove on it. He would have, they would have had the ball back. But it's instead, fabulous. he just looked at it, and another it's guy fabulous. in the Ravens grabbed it's, it. It's comical. I'm watching it going, what is going on? And he was so bad in coverage. He was bad at everything. Yeah, he was burned in coverage a couple times. Yeah, so just to recap, by the way, last couple of first overall picks by the Patriots in the drafts, Jamie Collins, Chandler Jones, Dominic Easley, Cyrus Jones. Three of them have been shown the door, and one of them, I think, is about to get booted right yeah, that out. That comes of back to haunt you at some point. 
Wouldn't you think? It does. It does come back. But they again with Chandler Jones, they did pick up Tooney and, and uh, the receivers. So. Right, who they could have drafted anyway, but whatever. I mean, yeah. that's you know. They could have kept Jones <laughs> and just drafted those guys. They had a third and a fourth. They could have done it. They didn't have to trade him to get to make those picks. They would have had to not draft Brissett and whoever else they picked yeah, in the no, they, round. No, I don't see it that way. I think they, you know, that's what they got. It worked out all right. Uh, that, that's fine. I see it that way. I don't know. They could have kept Jones and drafted both yeah, of those Yeah, but then they wouldn't be able to draft the other guys to draft. Who cares? I don't, I don't know. They, 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 <laughs> I don't give a damn if they didn't players. draft Jacoby Brissett, so what? Extra players. Well, he's going to be your backup next year. Who do you year. care more about, an extra player or Chandler Jones? <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into that. Well, I uh, am. I just did. I know. I think they made out okay. We're getting a little off I think they made out okay. All right, but they get Cyrus. Cyrus Jones is not gonna, He's not doing what they right. want him to do. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Mm. I've never seen them tolerate that. I know. That's the that's the thing. It's not like this was the first game. If a running back fumbles, his 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 earlier pro- out of the game. His earlier problems right. were not were were trying to run back kicks that he shouldn't have been running back. That was early in the season. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was taking him he was out taking when he, him shouldn't, out have been, where he right. shouldn't have been. That's yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and he's admitted it. He's nervous. He's admitted it. Yeah. Even though this is exactly what he did in college. Yeah. At Alabama, which isn't some small school. No. They probably had bigger crowds at Bama than they did last night. I mean, Belichick's yeah. probably on the phone to say, "What the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. hey, <laughs> What'd Nick, you do, Nick? What did you send me here? What did you do? You know? Oh God. He looks more like D. Milner. You know, oh, another awful. another corner. And that's what happens sometimes. These corners from these big schools, you know, they're just they expect they didn't. You know, they expect that they're going to just saunter on into the NFL and be stars right away. I don't and know. They're John, not. I don't know. If there's anything. I don't I don't I don't think I even compare. I don't even put the word saunter and Cyrus Jones in the same sentence. <laughs> he just bumbles around, mm. you know. You know, it's just, but anyway, I mean, they survived it, and that's what you do. You know, I mean, the Ravens are, are going to fight you, and the Ravens were outcoached, clearly. The, their offensive game plan, you know, didn't work. They admitted, yeah, they admitted that they weren't expecting the zone that the Patriots threw at them defensively, and it, it caused them to, it took away the downfield passing game, and, right? You know, and, and you're not going to dink and dunk your way, yeah. You know, once you're down by 16 points early on in the game. By the way, was I crazy or was Belichick using Cameron Fleming as an eligible receiver over and over and over again? Well, Fleming is the the reason is is Fleming. I kept seeing the ref go into the defensive yes, huddle. Yes, Fleming is yeah. a is he is their de facto tight end. Right. So that's why. So when you put Fleming in there at tight end, mm-hmm. he's not really going to catch any passes. No. But he's as an a, eligible receiver. He's an eligible receiver. Right. So that's why that's the case. That wasn't a, you know, I mean, everybody laughed in the press box when, when they made that announcement right away. Yeah. And, I, you know, I knew what that was. I mean, that, that, was, that wasn't uh, gamesmanship on Belichick's part. That's, that's why they use Fleming now, because of the fact they don't have Gronkowski and they don't have, you know, and, and, and Bennett's, you know, not able to play every, every, yeah. every down. So that's how they use it. But, I mean... You know, the, the Patriots did a great job and against a team that's not that good. The Ravens aren't that good. They're 7-6. and six. I know. All right, let's not go. this year, they've looked very yeah, good. Yeah, but let's not go over. great against they the They lost Dolphins. to the Jets and the Giants back-to-back. They did. They did lose to the Jets. So That's unforgivable. You know, I mean. But they, they match they, up well historically with the Patriots. They, they yeah, they do. do. They do. They do when they have decent players. And, you know, and this couple, game was closer than it should have been, too. Well, that's because that they took advantage. You, know, you can't make mistakes against them. They're, that right. good. They're, they're, they're a good football team, but they're not a very good football team. Well, they were very <laughs> undisciplined. They had eight penalties. They yeah, were huge they, penalties. John Harbaugh's got to make some know, big mistakes. Yeah, they, they make too many mistakes to, to win that game. And how about Air McClellan? Yeah, I know. That was, that was something. See, that's another outcoaching thing. If, Big 35 straight field goals. They jump the center, and it's blocked by Shea McClellan. You, Time perfectly. You have to change that up on your count. What what that is? What that is? is Tucker was giving away the snap count. Right, and and, yeah. and but they studied that. Mm-hmm. They spent all weeks studying that. Right. McClellan said that last night. He said, "I watched the film." You know, and Belichick said, "We watched the film." So they study that and they notice it. Now, if they notice it, you ought to notice it. Sure. It's just timing, and, for sure. Like you said, it's it's all timing. Um, 
you know, you got to make sure if it, you know, if it doesn't work out, we can get a flag. Or, you know, if they, you know, if I hit one of them, that's a flag. Um, you know, it's just uh, a team effort on that play. You know, the big guys up front holding those guys down for me, uh, me timing it up and just uh, making sure I don't hit those guys. You have to be literally to the split second and know that you're going to be able to make that jump without hitting anybody, be, you know, without the, the center raising right. his head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's a timing play. They practiced it over and over again. But they knew when to do it. And you got to notice it yourself on mm-hmm. film and change it up so other teams can't decipher that. Right. What I don't understand and is he- why the center or one of the offensive linemen – as he's jumping, just reach up and touch him. Yeah, really. Just do something. Just slap yeah. him. If he's over before the ball gets snapped, that's a penalty anyway. Right. So once he's up there, just hit him. Yeah, no, it's, 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 not, it's not very good coaching. <laughs> I you got to understand that. You, well, you get out coached. They're mm. not coached to do it. That's why. Slap him right in the butt. You get out coached. You don't practice, they don't practice it enough in Baltimore. Yeah. Obviously. Clearly. You know, and this is a guy who was a special teams coach before mm-hmm. he got hired. You know, John Harbaugh. You know, blah, blah, blah about this formation, that formation, spent week the week talking about all that, all that crap. Worry about your team. Yeah. You know? After Hogan's touchdown, six and a half minutes left, ten-point game, the Ravens took the clock from six and a half minutes down to 2.07 yeah, to d- kick a field goal. Yeah, don't I know it, because I was, I was, was fighting deadline. brutal. Don't I know it, I was what fighting was deadline. What was that? They, well, the, what it was is they couldn't. Horrible. They couldn't get anything deep. You know, the Patriots took that away from it them. It seemed for the like most when they time. did go deep, it worked, though. I mean, it, it did. You know? it, when they, yeah, but that's when they that's when they noticed Cyrus Jones in coverage, or a couple. Right. That's when they noticed some things in coverage. And when they and and when they saw the zone, they said, "Oh, we can't do this." So it took too long for the Ravens. Look, you complain about the Patriots' defense all you want this year. What they didn't do last night was give up any sustained touchdown drives. Right. They didn't do that. You're right. It was all on turnovers yeah. off a of special team. The, the, the yeah. two turnovers and then the field goals. That's mm-hmm. it. They did a fine job. It was that a great was job by Matt Patricia and, and the, the Patriots outcoached the Ravens again. Again. Mm-hmm. They've outcoached them. They were one phase away. Yes. Well, that phase also. From it being a perfect game. That, all, that phase the also produced right. points. The coverage team absolutely it was, did. It was, it was giveth and taketh away. You know, but that's, that's what 50, it was. that's 50-50. It was right. half and half. Yeah, exactly. And the coverage, you're right, on those kicks was amazing. The, and, and this is Devin Hester back there. I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't even believe it was Devin, Devin Hester. Hester senior. I'm watching <laughs> Devin Hester. Yeah, no one's, no one's confusing you with your son, Devin. Steve Smith, too. No one thinks your son plays for the I gotta, Ravens. I got to write that every time. It was driving me crazy. You don't have to. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. Devin Hester Sr.? Are your readers think you're going to confuse him with his five-year-old son? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's a name on the roster. You've got to go by the roster. Very stupid. But, but you know. Junior, fine. Okay. Senior? Really? No one's confusing you for your son who's not old enough to play in the league yet. You know? If it was like a Griffey Jr. Sr. thing, okay, fine. But that's not what's going on here. With Devin Hester, Steve Smith season. after the game compared it to eating, a bad, to, sandwich, eating yeah. a bad sandwich. Yeah, you get the fries funny. are pretty good, but the sandwich isn't that great. Damn sandwich! Yeah, uh, Steve Smith, no show. Terrell Suggs, no show. Didn't hear either of their names they, all they, night. They didn't get close to Brady. No, no, they didn't. No, and I yeah. thought that was something to you know certainly keep an eye on. They were great. I thought the offensive line did a great job. They fought for all those rushing yards. I thought Blunt uh, played a great, uh, not a great game, but a good game. He did his job. Thousand yard rush, flattened guys. That, do you yard, see what he did to Eric Weddle thousand, at the end of thousand, that game? Yes, thousand yard rusher mm. and leading the league in touchdowns, tied with Curtis Martin. Yes, for the franchise league and single season rushing touchdown. That's right. That's fourteen. It's pretty good. Yep. I would say. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Oh, he's good. I I, I didn't think they had an issue at running back. He's this year. fifth in the NFL in yards behind Bell, Murray, Elliott, and uh, the kid Johnson he's, in yeah, Arizona. He's big, strong. And he's leading the league in touchdowns. He's big, strong. And he has a, and he has a little bit of a burst, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That, so he also that down to get the friction on. That works for me. Yeah. Yep. Um. Good game from him. Uh, Ninety-five yards. He fought and scrapped for every single one of them. I loved it. I, I like that they were able to do that and, and make it happen against a team like Baltimore. I thought that would have been real tough. I thought that would have been taken away from them, but it wasn't. Um, or sorry, not. It was 95 yards total. Blunt had 72. Deion Lewis, he had a couple of a couple of runs. And uh, Hogan on that on that end around. Remember in the very beginning? Yeah. 
Uh, Hogan's like a kid in a candy store right now. I know. Because he came from Buffalo. Did you see... We talked the... talk about him after the game. He's just... I mean, he's... You know, he's one of those players who's in awe of Tom Brady. Right. But also... And afraid to make a mistake with Brady. Well, did you see what happened in the first series? Yes, yeah. He came off the field. It looked like something happened with his finger. Right. And he came off the field... And, and you Britain. saw in the Patriots, guys were screaming at well, him that's to get because, back on the field. That's because and then they had to burn a timeout. They have the plays yeah. scripted. Right. So when he goes out, they don't know who goes in, mm-hmm. you know, and because this play is scripted for him. Right. So. I don't know exactly what the problem was. I don't know either. I don't know what, what was His wrong. Finger looked fine to me after the game. He came back in and played after yeah, that. No, caught an 80-yard touchdown bomb. Yeah. So something was wrong. Right. But he got off the field, and Edelman, Brady, everybody was running up to the sideline going, get on the field, get come on, get out here. Like, you're ruining our two-minute drill, yep. which had to have been something that they had been working on all week. <laughs> and Hogan's just like, oh, finger hurts, better get off the field. And they're like, no, you get your ass back out there. We're just not going to throw it to you. <laughs> you know? That's, that's, that's how it works around here. That was interesting. And uh, it, it led to, I thought anyway, um, the offense really clicking. All, all the way through, but it really started after Jimmy Smith went out with that injury. Yeah, well, it's your shutdown corner. Yeah. And he's gone. And he was doing a great job on Edelman, and then, boom, he was done. Yep. And then after that, the offense really opened up. The passing game opened up a lot. Uh, Edelman, I thought they tried to force it to a little bit. I thought that they they got a little Edelman happy in this one. 15 they're, targets, they're, they're 7 trying catches. to feel their way without Gronkowski. Yeah. So they're trying to establish something. And they're trying to see if they can get in that rhythm with three games, three to four games left. You know, this was the fourth. Edelman caught seven balls on 15 targets. Uh, That's Marty a lot Bennett, of targets. by the way, That's four targets, targets, four catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Just, you know. Worth Ma- noting. Marty? We on, uh, we, yeah, we Marty. We first Marty! Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mitchell yeah. had a good game. Four catches on five targets. I liked Bennett last night. And Chris Hogan, five about, catches on seven targets. I like Bennett last night. How do you feel about being a top seed? I've never been a seed. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Him and his brother both were at the same time. Right. Yeah. And, so. uh, but that's uh, that's another story for another time about the birds and the bees uh, and the flowers and the trees. Yeah. <laughs> so far. There's no flowers or trees around here. That's no, there sure. are not. Uh, I said that if the Patriots won this game that I would bump them up to Super Bowl favorites. And oh, I'm I think they've been, they've been that way it. in the AFC all Not to all me. Not long. to me they weren't. Not now they, they are. Happen. Now they are. And to I think they they, the Broncos uh, this next oh, weekend. I'll get over to Denver. Denver's not the, a good team right Not now. too concerned about that. No, I don't think so. I still think it's going to be tough because it always is in Denver. Yeah. Always. And they may not win, but I'm not super concerned about it because I'm not sure Denver's oh, going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to knock Denver out of the playoffs next week. I think the two teams that are really their chief competition now are Kansas City and Oakland. Mm. Would agree with that, too. Yeah, I just think those are the two Those are the two best teams. Pittsburgh, no? Yeah, but I would throw Pittsburgh in there if they can keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they're 8-5 now. They're finally in the division lead. I think what the Patriots effectively did last night was really cripple the the Ravens a little bit. Yeah, and we're going to take a look at that, the rest of the AFC playoff picture, and your calls at 603-883-9900. That's 883-9900. Patriots beat the Ravens and move into, uh, well, best record in the AFC. We'll talk about it next year on Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On 5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th at Nashua High School South. This year's event features girls and boys teams from Nashua South, Nashua North, Alvern, South, Egan, Milford, Goffstown, and Merrimack, along with special appearances from the famous Chick-fil-A Cows. Games start at 10 a.m. each day, and tickets are available at the door. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th. More info at nhsportspage.com. 
Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. It's Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley. The salary cap is going through the roof. Insane. The money is going to be 10 times worse than what it is this year. So yes, that contract was 15 a year, 15 and change a year. If that happened, if he signed that deal now, that's 20 a year because of where the salary cap's going. All right. Numbers are going to be inflated. NBA fans are obscene, are going to be obscene seeing some of the numbers that are going to come out in the next yeah. couple years. And a lot of outrages, and we're going to talk about it on here. We're going to talk, everyone's going to talk I mean, about it. The numbers are going to be stupid. Every Sunday from 11 to 1 on ESPN New Hampshire. Game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with the Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebitard and Stugat. Is that a better job for Lane Kiffin than the one he's got? No. He's going FAU, everything dried up on him, and he's the offensive coordinator at Alabama where they make it look very easy. They don't have anyone at the Heisman ceremony. They keep winning even though they don't need a quarterback. doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They've never had a great quarterback, and now he goes, and we thought he was going to go to Houston. Right. And now he goes to FAU, and that feels like a lateral move. Put that up on the poll. Offensive coordinator at Alabama or head coach at FAU, which is the better job? I think it's offensive coordinator. I don't even think it's a lateral move. Yeah, I think yeah. the offensive coordinator at Alabama is a better job. Yeah, you're giving FAU head coaching position a lot of credit. Well, you're in Florida. Move. You're in Florida. You're in Division One. You're running your own program. If Lane Kiffin was patient, I'm confident there would have been better jobs than FAU available to him in the next couple of years. Maybe. The relentless pursuit of perfection, the commitment to precision and accuracy, the quest for constant innovation. For over 160 years, Tiso has always delivered by providing Swiss quality and reliability. To shop from a premier selection of Tiso men's and women's stylish watches, visit Benbridge Jeweler. Give a gift with meaning, the gift of time, with a Tiso watch from Benbridge Jeweler, wrapped in an exclusive Benny Bear. To find the perfect Tiso timepiece, visit your local Benbridge Jeweler or shop online at benbridge.com. During the holidays, identity thieves are thankful you shop online, book travel online, and use free public Wi-Fi because those activities can expose your personal information, which could lead to identity theft. Thankfully, there's LifeLock. We use proprietary technology to detect a wide range of identity threats. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based specialists will work to fix it. Get 15% off through December 31st. Join at LifeLock.com and use promo code MIKE15. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. It was a uh, it was a big game for us. It was, it was a big game for us. You know, he played home in December on Monday night against a great defense. It was uh, important for us to come out. And, uh, and play well. We knew it was going to be a 60-minute game. You know, they're a tough defense. Um, you know, like I said, I think there were some plays I wish we all would have had back. And uh, But, you know, they're a competitive team. They forced you into some errors. And uh, it was great to finish the game with the ball in our hands. That was a, uh, you know, we always love doing that. It's Tom Brady. He had a pretty nice afternoon. Or a nice evening, I should say. 25 of 38, 406 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. It's got to be the MVP, right? 
Who else is the MVP this year? Who in else the, could it be? In the NFL? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, really. <laughs> it's not It's not even close, it doesn't seem like. I would, I would, well. Matt Ryan, please. Bleep out of here, Matt Ryan. I don't know. Ezekiel Elliott, put him on a team without that offensive line. Tell me who the MVP is. Oh, but he's on a team with that offensive line. I know. So. <clears throat> but the offensive line's the MVP, not him. Right, now point. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. I mean, yeah, Brady should be the MVP, but they went 3-1 without him. True. So that's an argument against it. So I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't know what I don't know what the voters would do here, you know, or, or how it would how it would go. Tom Brady has more passing yards than Cam Newton. Yep. Trevor Simeon. Yep. Brock Osweiler. Yep. Well, I mean, finish. Yeah, but who we, who are we talking about me here? Finish. All right, go ahead. Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You, you're not. You're not. You're not. What are you? What are you doing here? These are. Quarterbacks These are who quarterbacks who suck every game. <laughs> no, but they stink. But he's played four fewer games but than they them is stink. the point, Tom. They all stink. I know they stink. You Actually, no, that's not true. Cam Newton doesn't stink. No, he doesn't, but his team is having a lousy year. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a good argument, you know? It's not an argument. I'm yeah. not making an argument. Yeah, I'm know. pointing out that Tom right. Brady in four fewer games than all those guys right. I just mentioned has more and passing I, yards. I, I wouldn't be surprised because none, none of them can hit the broadside. Osweiler can't find a broad hit the broadside of a barn. True. You know they don't. They're not. That's not. That, you know. Now tell me he's got more passing yards than Drew Brees in four fewer games. Now you're telling me something. No, he doesn't have more passing. Right. Yards okay, Brees. but that's what I'm saying. But he does have more touchdowns than Carson Palmer. Right. That's Jack good. Jack Prescott. That's good. Ryan Tannehill. That's very good. Joe Flacco. All right. I'll take that. Andy Dalton. I'll take that. Cam Newton. I'll take that. Russell Wilson. I'll take that. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Oh God. You know, he's twenty-two touchdown passes. Yeah, no, it's a good argument. I Tied mean, for twelfth in the NFL. It's a good argument. I'm just trying to come up with somebody, you know, in the league that that they could possibly try to. Uh... He has the best QB rating in the NFL, right? And as far as yards per game, he's second only to Breeze and by one yard, passing yards per game. Mm-hmm. He's averaging three hundred and twenty. Breeze is averaging three hundred twenty-one. Now, where's Carr in all this? See, Carr was one of the favorite. One of the players you would uh, everybody was talking about. Carr. Derek Carr. Uh, let's see. Derek Carr is eighth in the NFL in passing yards with 3,492. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of uh, Stafford and Wilson. He's behind Rodgers, Dalton, Flacco, and Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, he has 600, <coughs> 600-ish yards more than Brady Okay, in uh, four more games. Um, the passing leaders are Drew Brees, number one, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Rivers, Flacco, Dalton, Rogers, Carr, Stafford, Wilson. Uh, yards. Mm-hmm. And as for touchdowns, it goes um, Rogers, Brees, Ryan, Rivers, Roethlisberger, Luck, Mariota, Carr, Eli Manning, Cousins, Winston, Brady. Jameis Winston has 23 touchdown passes this year. And 3,364 yards. He's no, he's, he's the MVP season. of Tampa Bay. I don't think Definitely. there's any doubt about that, you know? But as far as the MVP of the league? Yeah. I mean, if you extrapolate those numbers and give him the, and give Brady, if he was on, on pace doing what he's doing now. Right. I think he'd still be one yard behind Drew Brees, but that's it. He'd be better than everybody else. And he'd have more touchdowns. Well, I mean, it's a strong argument for And he it. only has two interceptions. Strong argument for it. There's no question about it, you yeah. know? He's the best player in the league. Yeah, he's the best player in the league. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Mm-hmm. Best uh, best quarterback. I don't know. Maybe there's a offensive lineman somewhere who's better at being an offensive lineman than Brady is at being a quarterback. But it'd be hard pressed to find one. Yeah, no you know, you really would. Yeah. Uh, another 400 yard performance from him against a tough defense. I mean, that was a tough defense. They didn't play all that great yesterday, but uh, you know. It was a lot of different kinds of plays. Short to Edelman, long to Hogan, you know, Bennett. He spread it around. Got a lot of different. Hogan was not supposed to be the primary receiver on that play. No, it's true. Yeah. They, he was looking they, at somebody else, and Hogan was just well, wide they open. Spotted, they spotted. Uh, uh, who was it? Was it Weddle? No, it wasn't. Well, maybe it was. Yeah. Weddell. See, yeah, Weddle yeah, said, Weddle Weddell. took blame for it. He said, I, you know, we were trying to disguise the defense, and in disguising it, 
he didn't get over to where he was supposed to be right. in time, and that allowed Hogan to get free. That to me is another coaching blunder by the by the Ravens. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. Let's let's be serious here. If you're going to disguise a defense, don't get don't don't allow that to allow that to be the reason why you get burned on a pass play. Mm-hmm. You let a wide receiver go wide open late in a game to cost you the game because if you they had gone four and out there and you got the ball back, right. oh, we, we might still be there. Maybe. Well, I don't you know what the overtime rules know, but I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, come on. So. Yeah, just a bad coaching job by the Ravens. Yeah, bad coaching job, bad everything. Yeah, I thought no, they were all just... around, just uh, just not, you know. They looked like any other team that comes to New England. They really did. And I thought the Ravens were different. I thought the Ravens were a team that doesn't sort of fall into those traps and make mistakes and beat themselves, but that's what they did. Well, they beat themselves. They almost, they almost I mean, but they and will take. the Patriots take, tried to give it back. Right, they will right. take advantage of those things. Right. You know, I mean, they're not, you know, they're, they're not like some of the other teams that would probably not be able to, to, to convert on those. You know, they, they took the ball twice and, and turned those into touchdowns, and that was, that was, that was fine. But, you know, they just don't seem to have that that one ingredient that you need to win here and and you know like Seattle had when they played here you know Seattle hit hard and they were pinpoint with their passing and you know Flacco was good but he, you know he he had set a franchise record for 37 completions last night that's a that's a franchise record yeah I was just going to say didn't you seem know? like you set a franchise record no, you know? but, but he was, that throwing, was a franchise record but he was throwing the ball too much mm mm-hmm. He was throwing the ball too much, but and, and and they didn't mix it up, and that that remark was dutifully noted by someone we had mentioned on the air the other day, Ms. Amy Lawrence, who's oh. still with CBS Radio doing overnight. No kidding. Yep. I haven't been. I've been doing my own overnight. Yes. No. Nope, she was. She, she was. Okay. She was on all the way. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the the biggest play maybe of this game might have been Ninkovich. Oh, the sack? sacked Flacco. Yeah, because they were they were cruising they in were there cruising again. In, and if yeah. they had gotten in there, that's you know <laughs> they had some timely sacks. Yeah, you know a couple you know a couple big defensive plays. That was a huge play. They 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 didn't like I said they didn't give up a sustained touchdown drive. You know they didn't do it. Right. They almost did there. Yeah, but, but they, then when Nikovic sacked them, that yeah. was they ended up settling they for three. They didn't do that. I was impressed by the young uh, defensive lineman Trey Flowers got a sack early in the game, and then Malcolm Brown with the uh, safety. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by both of those young guys. Uh, that made me feel a lot better about some of the younger defensive players who have been either traded or who suck like Cyrus Jones. <laughs> uh, it was nice to see that happening. And, um, you know, again, another another virtuoso performance from Tom Brady in the offense. Uh, all Everybody getting involved, almost everybody scoring a touchdown. I just, you know, it's exactly the way you want to see them go out there and attack a team like Baltimore. And the Ravens really had no answer. The Ravens were there, and they were ready to scoop up the ball and, and get in the end zone off of those two big turnovers. And those two happened very quickly. But really, I mean, you know, after the game, I saw Suggs going down the hallway saying, they better hope they don't see us again. Well, first of all, Suggs. You got to make the playoffs. They're not, gonna. Yeah, they're not, they're all, not going to. I know. If they do, they're probably not going to fumble two consecutive yeah, kickoff okay. returns yeah, like that Suggs in a row. Is, yeah. It should have been, you know, this game should have probably, you probably should have lost 49 to 7. All right. That's what the score should have been. But, you know, here we are. Anyways. I just, I, I, yeah, I, it boggles my mind. If we how, see him again, maybe Suggs will show up that day. Boggles my mind how. Co- you know, team players and coaches just don't seem to have what it takes when they go up against this team. I know. You know, they have the talent to do it. They really do. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have the talent to be able to to muscle and go toe-to-toe with the Patriots and, you know, control the ball and, and all of that stuff. They have the talent to play that way, and they just seem to trip over themselves every time they have a chance, you know? They really do. Yeah. You know, and and Patriots always try to come up with a rabbit out of their hat against them too. You know, they'll they'll Belichick will try. You know, he knows that Harbaugh is you know a really good coach, and you, know, you saw a couple of trick plays that they tried last night. You know, they 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 they'll try them against the Ravens mm-hmm. because they just feel that they have to. I think they feel they have to to keep the Ravens honest. Yeah. You know, 
That flea flicker was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flea flicker, Hogan on a run, you know, run the whole, you know, all, a lot of that stuff. You know, they'll they'll try that stuff against the team against the Ravens. Right. Because, I have a question. This yeah. is a question for you. Yeah. You have to go back a ways and think about this. Has there ever been a flea flicker where the running back flicked it back to the quarterback and then the quarterback threw it back to the flea? Has that ever happened? To the flea? Yeah, to the running back. To the running back? It back? I don't know. Him. I don't think so. I he hands it. it to the running back. Running back goes up to the line, gives it back to the quarterback. Running back keeps going. <laughs> oh, running back keeps running. And then they running? throw it to the running back. No, I don't think so. I think that so takes... it's a flea flicker where you flick it back to the flea. You flicked it to you. I think. I think. I think that's a that's a fleeing flea. A fleeing yes. Flicker. A fleeing flicker. A fleeing yeah. flea flicker. Yes. <laughs> the flea is floundering. Once the... you flicked, you can't. You yeah, can't... Once you flick, you neck, you can't flick again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can flick it back to the flicker. Well, if the flicker has it, the flicker Or maybe is... they give it back to Brady. See, what he you need is... To the running you back. need a fast... He flicks it back to him from the 50 You need a line. fast flea yeah. and a really fleeing flicker. See what I mean? In other no. words... In other so words... For my thing to work. In yeah. other words, the other flicker, the first flicker... The, there's the, only one flicker. Well, there's only one flicker. But the flea, flea two, is already down the field. Right. So that's why you have to do it then. You can't wait for flea one to get... Right, but that's what they're expecting. No one expects the flicker to go out and be open, you know? No, no one expects to get the ball flicked back to the flicker. Uh, usually once the, fli- once the flea has the ball, you know, yeah. there's somebody near him. That's true. You know? Right. So they stay, kind of stay with him. Yeah. Yeah. No. The flea in this instance we're talking about is LeGarrette right. Blunt, which right. is the only time he's ever been uh, talked of as a flea before. Because uh, he was not a flea last night. He was a he was a wrecking ball. I really li- I really enjoyed watching him watching him run last night, especially at the end of that game. Yeah, he's not Corey Dillon, okay? I mean, he's not he's not that. But what he does and what he's able to sort I say, of bring, he's, yeah, he's big and he's got a burst. Yeah, you know that's what he can do, and he can run a guy over in in the open field, right? Like he did to Eric Weddle, who I always thought was one of the tougher safeties in this league. Blunt flattened him. In well, the I mean, game. safety against a blunt. Blunt's a big guy. True. Yeah, that's a that's a physical mismatch. I know. But still, sometimes, you know, I'll never forget Steve Atwater popping Christian Okoye. Yeah. And Okoye outweighed him by about 120 pounds. Um, but that's, you know, whatever. It's The point is, Blunt is proven to be not just a, not just some big lumbering guy who softens up the defense. You're right. He's, he's got a flea who could be a flicker. Yeah. He can be a flea. He can be yeah. a flicker. He can be a, yeah. you know, big moose, too. And uh, he's excelled at all of that this year. And if the Patriots do make a Super Bowl run, I think he's going to be a big reason. When we look back on this season, everyone will talk about Tom Brady. But LeGarrette Blunt, I think, has got to be you know right up there when you talk about the reasons why this team is where they are. Right? Oh, I, well, I I think so, yeah. And I think especially when Brady was out, you know, they, they relied on that running game a little bit. So, you know, that was, that was huge. But, you know, you've you got to have the – the way it's worked with Blunt is teams that are really good at stopping the run, he hasn't been able to, to really do well against. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he did that last night for the first time that we've seen it against the, the number one defense against the run, and that's the Ravens. So the, the Patriots were dedicated to not giving up on it <coughs> because they didn't want to be too one-dimensional. Yeah. Baltimore, on the other hand, was very one-dimensional. They only rushed the ball like 12 times. Right. I mean, not even that. You know, I mean, it was just, I think it was, yeah, 12 to 14, somewhere around there. Not very, not, not, not what you want to see. They need more balance. Yeah. But you fall behind 16 to nothing, you've got to do something about it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Um, one thing that was going around after, uh, well, after you left yesterday, uh, well, coach got fired. Yeah, I know. A coach who we thought was going to make it, at least for another two years. Well, I thought he'd make it for this year. After getting smoked by the Patriots, they decide two-year extension. Then after well, getting smoked by a... the Falcons, they decide you, you're out of here. Actually, the, the, that wasn't the case. Kind of was. No, it wasn't. No, that two-year extension was agreed upon in the offseason. I think that that was done before they moved to L.A., when they were going to move to L.A. And they Fisher, picked a hell of a time to no, announce Fisher, it. No, 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 no. They didn't announce anything. Fisher leaked it. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. Fisher leaked it because all of a sudden the Boo Birds were, were buzzing around. And the guy who's on, on the TV right now. Fisher leaked it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because Fisher made a point to say he didn't leak it. That's not my place to say. And when you do that, that, that tells me you're leaking it. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. And Eric Dick Dickerson made a lot of noise right. that week mm-hmm. about Fisher. Right. And then all of a sudden the news of a two-year extension pop, pops out. Yeah, come on. You know, the agent, the agent leaked that. Okay. I don't think there's any doubt. And the Rams confirmed it, you know, 
I was there when uh, the PR guy was right behind me, and they they asked him, "Can you mm-hmm. confirm it?" Yes, he said, "Yes, we can." Well, that was dumb by Fisher then. Yeah, but I, I, done I, I'm pretty sure Fisher leaked it out. Well, why would you do that then? Because then it looks even worse when you get fired. Well, because he because he wanted because he thought that that was his security. His security, you know. He thought, you yeah, know, that no. those guaranteed NFL coaching you contracts. Know, no, well, I mean, he's got he's got security. He'll get paid, he'll get I know, paid, but it's know? like you still get fired. But know? see, but see, but what's so the impression? But what's the impression you had? That you they, just gave it. You just gave it. That the Rams front office was completely out of their minds. That's yeah. The well, that well, you, that was your your impression was that he's secure. You know, it wasn't that he was secure. I knew he could get fired. Still. You know, but I just I mean, thought it was interesting how the ownership group would announce. Uh, well, not that they announced it, but that one week it's two year extension. Next week it's goodbye. Right. I thought that was funny. Well, but it that wasn't. Was but it, 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 it wasn't that way. The ownership okay. group never came out and announced it. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your phone number. Eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Shouldn't have given them the extension in the first place in the off season. Well, I, you know what? I think they had to in a way because they're moving to so, L.A. And I think that they, they, you know, if I'm if I'm a franchise on the move, I'd probably want to do that. This franchise on the move started their inaugural inaugural Real. year in L.A. with Case Keenum as their quarterback. Nah, yeah, I understand that. But I, what's the difference of the but, coaches? But I'm talking about well, because you're making that move in in January or February. That's why. I guess. So you know, if I'm a coach and I'm saying oh, you want me to go to L.A., well, you got to give me, you know, <laughs> give me something here. All right. Yeah, if if you want to drag me out to an awful place like L.A., <laughs> you know, it'd be one thing if he was going. Well, to I don't think anybody's going to drag him anywhere now. Bismarck, I, North Dakota. He's fifty-eight but, years old, yeah. and he hasn't won in a long time. And half of his seasons, ten of his twenty seasons as a coach, he's either been five hundred or just a little bit below or just a little bit above. It's not going to cut it in this league. Yeah, you know, I believe that's what they call in the industry. Not great, Bob. Right. We got to take a break. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. And notes from the kingdom when we come back. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jaruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior, it's been very crazy football-wise, like winning in an OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. It's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1 football state? champion. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in DHS history for football to actually come out with a win this year. It's incredible and definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer I was a volunteer at the LA Hawks. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Society goal, so there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. I volunteer for blood drives and I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around a thousand what inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part, and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches, they really care about you. Coach Stinks, like, I look at him like as my best friend, but like, when it's time to you know put on the pads, then he's definitely there to coach you up, too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Your business in search of commercial property. Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. 
Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me in Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua, and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain Dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3, or I'll say refresh his mind on, these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away, don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on. Rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense, they have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. On the go? Download the ESPN Radio app now to your smartphone and take us with you. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here today. Uh, we'll get back to the Patriots and their win over the Ravens and also what this looks like for the rest of the season in the AFC and the playoff picture and all that stuff. But now it's time to do what we always do around this time here on uh, the program. Tell you what's going on in New Hampshire. Here's notes from the kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle, king in the castle. Notes from the kingdom. Well, not a, not a whole lot going on except tonight on the ice. Girls hockey begins. And I have the schedule. So, what we've got tonight, Manchester Central girls get to take a lovely ride this time of year. Nice. Up to Berlin for a 6 o'clock game. You know what that means. That means they get out of school. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what that means. I bet they're out of there by 1 o'clock, you know? Get your equipment, load the bus, get out of there by 2. Probably a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour ride, I don't know. Bishop Girton, who looks to be, uh, you know, they were at 500 last year. They hope to improve on that. They're going to be going uh, facing uh, Bishop Brady at 730. <clears throat> Sal will play Conval. I believe it's a co-op, Conval and it, but I'm not positive on that. So Salhegan will play the Salhegan girls, and they made the tournament for the first time last year, and uh, had a tough time with Exeter, but they still were they had they were had a very good team last year. They have uh, some players back from that team. They lose a little bit of scoring punch. Mm-hmm. They're back. Uh, they'll take on Conval seven o'clock on the road. Hanover. This is a long ride for Hanover. They got to go to Oyster River. So that's going to be uh, at uh, 5 o'clock. And then Kingswood will be at Lebanon. Um, I believe Lebanon comps with Stevens, but I'm not positive. Kingswood at Lebanon at 5.40. A lot of co-op teams in girls hockey as they try. I mean, I believe Brady is co-oping with Trinity <laughs> and Manchester West. I believe that's a, that's a triple-op. <laughs> that's a, that's a tro-op. <laughs> So, uh, so that's you know that's good. It gives you know kids from those schools where they don't have a, a team a chance to play. So, so that that's good. Um, Hanover is still the class of of, the, of high school girls hockey. They still have a lot of good players, and they, they really just have, have a factory up there. But um, high school girls hockey begins in earnest. St. Thomas and Dover they co-opted last year, and they had about 15 players, and they're not fielding a team this year. They bowed out of the schedule, mm-hmm. so a lot of teams have holes in their schedules right now. So, but there you go. That's uh, high school girls hockey tomorrow night. Boys hockey be in Nashville South with and Pell on the co-op there. They were supposed to open up last night against Dover on the road, but that got postponed because of the uh, the weather. But I'll tell you what. I mean, you well, you you're from down Boston. You go 10, 15 miles from here. It's a completely different world. Yeah, so. it is. 
You know, I don't know why we got stuck with all that. You know, snow. My street looks like it's you know looks, looks like we had uh, eight inches of snow. Really? It looks like the North Pole, the way the plow plowed everything up. And yeah, everything else. True. You know, so boys hockey gets underway in full uh, swing tomorrow night. High school wrestling is already underway. That'll be tomorrow night too. Another another day of meets and and dual meets and things like that. But high school girls hockey starts tonight. So there you go. There's your All notes. right, there it is. I got a couple of notes. You remember uh, Dover? The football coaches who all got like, oh, I got, yeah, because of the, the uh, yeah, yeah. School board meeting in Dover was packed again Monday oh, night. I People bet. turned out to support the five football coaches who were terminated when a parent saw them with a six-pack of beer after a football <laughs> game in Keene. Uh, Dr. Elaine Arbor, who recently announced she will not seek a new contract when her term ends in June, let James Dunn, Don Innes, Harold Stevens, Kevin Boyle, and volunteer Mike Batchelder go after they admitted to drinking the beer inside a rented vehicle on October 15th as they were on their way home. School board chair Amanda Russell supported her decision, saying having an open container inside a private vehicle is against state law. On Monday night, retired Dover Police Lieutenant Frank Santon told the board Arbor has the responsibility to take consequences of her decision seriously before imposing the harshest of penalties. You're morally obligated to make sure you're right. In some cases, you may have made some of these men unhirable. People who spoke during public comments said even though technically the coaches were breaking the state's open container law, if they had been pulled over by a police officer, they may have been let off the hook. Ooh. The maximum fine for having an open container of alcohol in a private vehicle is $150, which is not very much. Steve Riker told the school board they should hold themselves to the same standards. He brought up a social media post which showed school board vice chair Betsy Andrews Parker with a cup of alcohol on a beach in Maine. The public post has been widely circulated in recent weeks. Former school board member Carol Sewell McMahon said she supports Arbor's decision uh, to penalize uh, can you, the coach. You hold up. Can you back up a second? Sure. What about the beach in Maine? Steve Riker told the school board they should hold themselves to the same standards. He brought up a social media post which showed the school board vice chair Betsy Andrews Parker with a cup of alcohol on a beach in Maine. What? What, what are we doing here? I don't know. You know, really, can't, can't these people have private lives? You know, what, really? I don't really see what that has to do with. Yeah, what does that have to do with a bunch of coaches drinking in a car? Right, because if the coaches were on duty for their job, that's that's the that's the thing, right? You know? Not being on vacation in the beach. Yeah, a little different, a, right? Yeah, a little way different. Then again, way different. Firing everybody over something that's a hundred and fifty dollar ticket is a little bad. Well, silly I think, too, well, no, it? well. Here's the thing, you know, you can't violate any laws when you're in charge. Of, you know, now they weren't around the kids; no. they were on their own at that point. Right, they were. In so their you own have garden. to decide whether or not are they still on the job or are they not on the job. That's what you have to decide. Okay, if you decide they're not on the job anymore, mm -hmm. all right. So that, so all right, so that takes away the responsibility factor in terms of being responsible for kids. Now you get into a situation where they broke a, a law, as, as minuscule as it may be, mm -hmm. and then you have to decide the punishment. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, they, you know, I don't know what you do if you're the superintendent there. But but what was the outcome of the meeting? A former school board member said she supports the decision to penalize the coaches, but asked if there's some <laughs> way they could reapply for the uh, for their jobs next year. She was the only person to speak in support of the decision to let the coaches go. Uh, Arbor, who was hired by the school board in the spring of 2014 after the board rejected two other candidates, uh, has gone down this road before. She let equine instructor, horse instructor, I guess, Jackie Gilbert yeah. go last year. What'd she do? Um, I don't know. Students, uh, A couple of students begged the city council to do something about it after they reached out to the school board members. Their pleas fell upon deaf ears. Uh, last year, she earned one hundred thirty-six thousand two hundred twenty dollars, one of the city of Dover's highest-paid employees. Yeah, I mean, let's not, you know, this. I just, it, it drives me nuts when rules are violated and there, and consequences have to be dealt out, and everybody zooms in on the punisher. You know, mm -hmm. the coaches made a mistake. They, you know, they they at, at the very least they should have been suspended. You know, right. And there weren't many games left in the season when this happened. So if I were the, if I were the superintendent, I, I think the, the school board members got something there. Suspend them for the rest of the season and give them their jobs back next well, year. Well, she said that she conducted an investigation, met with the coaches individually, reviewed the policies, which state that alcohol cannot be consumed either on or off-site when coaches are on duty. Right. The coaches were in a rented van, which so they now paid for on their own, and they were not seen drinking by students. The five were not expected to meet players when they arrived back in Dover, right. although some helped unload the bus. Students at the high school reported to the union leader last month that none of the coaches appeared to be drunk. Though If they had a six-pack, that'd be kind of tough. 
Uh, students, uh, those who spoke Not out Monday <laughs> on behalf of the coaches said that others said it was Arbor who was wrong. They said Arbor lacks the leadership necessary to be superintendent. They said that the decision stripped the team's chances of making the playoffs. Uh, well, now, now that's that's not a bad comment there, but that shouldn't enter into it. All right, they they did lose their last couple games. Mm-hmm. They lost the big game against uh, you know right down to the wire against uh, I believe it was South, and that that cost them uh, uh, the playoff their playoff berth. But um, the the question to me is: Were they on duty or weren't they? If they're on duty and they're caught with alcohol, you're done. All right. If you're off duty and not on, you know, not on the job, and you get caught, you know, were they caught? Were they arrested? Were they, were they, were they uh, uh, accosted by the authorities for violating any kind of a law? No. No. So a, st- a parent saw them. Yeah, parents saw them, but right. you know, and snitched on them. Yeah, I know. But you know what? What? What's the deal? Uh, if I were Look, I, I, I don't know how you do it, but if I were the superintendent, I probably would have suspended him for a game. Mm. Would have suspended him for one game because they, 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 the parents saw them, but they weren't seen by the authorities. We don't know how long they had the containers out. We don't know what the story was, right. everything, right? So you know, she just conducted an investigation, so maybe you know she does know more. But... Um, as far as the coaches go, you know, you, you shouldn't have done that. Right. And they have to suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. So if it's a one game or if it's two games the rest of the year, if you made the playoffs, bring them back for that maybe. But then give them their jobs back next year. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's how I would have done it. Yeah. You know? you're right. I got one more note, and it's also from Dover. Uh, this one's not quite as lighthearted. Neighbors of a 76-year-old... Uh, who returned fire and killed his own son after being attacked Saturday morning, described John Davis as a private man. Davis was shot several times inside his home by his 55-year-old son. He then retrieved the shotgun, fired at his son in the house, got outside and called 911. He was taken to Wentworth Douglas Hospital, where he remains. They're looking at uh, self-defense in the case. Good Still in the Lord. early stages of the investigation. Good Files Lord, a Dover fight with his circuit son? Cart show Brenton Davis has a lengthy history of minor run-ins with the law. That's the son. Starting in 97, files show he was charged with speeding, toll evasion, operating a motor vehicle with a suspended license, and assault. In October, he was charged with littering, dumping trash bags into a private dumpster. He's listed as homeless. On Monday evening, people living on Three Rivers Farm Road were processing what happened Saturday morning between 9 and 10. Uh, It's a street with a lot of wildlife near uh, Salmon Falls and the uh, Piscataqua River. Residents say the Davis family owned much of the land before it was developed. Um, Piscataqua, I think. What did I say? Piscataqua. Piscataqua, yeah, Yeah. Piscataqua, that's right. Um, Anyway, what it appears happened is the son broke into the house, shot his dad a couple of times, and the dad got the shotgun and blew his son away. Where was this? This was in Dover. (laughs) Dover Busy busy day in Dover. Dover Busy couple of days here in Dover. I don't know. What is it with these people? What yeah. is it? What is going on? Oh, my God. I know. It's a weird state. It's got some weird people in it. I know. Yeah. What an awful <laughs> situation. You have to shoot your son to defend yourself. Yeah. Who was, uh, who was the singer whose dad shot him? Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye? Didn't Marvin Gaye's father shoot him? I don't know. Didn't that happen? Or is it somebody else? Maybe it was somebody else. No, it was Marvin Gaye. He died, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marvin Gaye's father shot. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, messed up. Anyway, that's uh, that's notes from the kingdom. 603-883-9900. Right, 883-9900. Quick break. We'll be back after this. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic and shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to take it. Three for the win. It's good. Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. 
If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Map out and adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here's what's happening for today. Increasing clouds. It'll be mostly in the 30s. Cloudy, cold over out of the upper 20s. Slight chance of flurries or a touch of light snow late at night. But no big deal. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Maybe a flurry in the mid-30s. And on Thursday, variable clouds, windy, brutal cold in the mid-teens. Could be flurries and squalls. And then actual air temperatures dipping below zero here by Friday morning. So gear up for that. Of course, more weather information, please check out my webpage at weatherblast.com. Forecast being brought to you by Infinity Car Wash, located on 2nd Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. For ESPN New Hampshire, I'm Mark Rosenthal. This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox. Radio, twelve fifty WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashville.